I did it. I bought a car this weekend. I negotiated with someone who negotiates with people all day long and ended up with a car. The car even runs. It is a used car. It is a 2020. It has 9,000 miles on it. I don't know how many kilometers that is. This showed primarily its audiences in the United States. And as I was sitting there negotiating the deal with the person and he would sort of give me a look like, well, that's a good point. I thought to myself, this is a person and he'd been in the business for 30 years. This is a person whose job it is, is to have a conversation with someone who has no idea what they're talking about at any given time because he's negotiated thousands of car deals and the average person has negotiated four or five. And then I realized that when I got home, I probably got the short end of the stick, but Mrs. Planner was happy nonetheless. Welcome to the Pete the Planner Show, everybody. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Dame. Hello. Good day. So, yeah, I feel pretty good about the, the uh, 9,000 miles on a 2020. Right? I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how that's possible. Well, you roll back the odometer. Oh, <laughs> oh silly. No, uh, it's, uh, it's actually a COVID story, right? Person leased oh, it, yeah. right? COVID, turned mm-hmm. it in. Actually, they bought it. And wow, anyway, look at yeah. Jeremy Flatter catching this live morning all hello jeremy hello andrea hello jameson hello to the whole Kristen elanius community Kristen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i have a taylor swift thing for you today i thought you were banning her from our show it was but then ben started with his swifty talk and and then Gigi came to me with some <laughs> swifty talk and all right so here's the thing we have okay. banned all taylor swift talk on the show not because we don't like her it's just it's just too much all the local news is that's all they talk about. Like if you go to our local newspaper, Dame, or any of our local TV stations, the lead story is like, what do you do if you get waitlisted for Taylor Swift tickets? And I'm like, this is our concern. It's okay. I get it. I, I am sympathetic to that kind of coverage, but it is a huge economic boost to Indianapolis. If that were the angle of the story, <laughs> okay, I would agree. That's fair. That's yeah, but you you are right. So here's the conundrum that I I ran across this week. Jeej uh, and I are team Beehive. Like we are be like we believe yeah. Beyonce is a greater entertainer than Taylor Swift, and and we will die on that hill. Uh, our friend was offered a Taylor Swift ticket because her friend actually got the ticket, and so she's like, "What do I do?" And I said, "Well, <laughs> don't go. I mean, why, why would you go? There's traffic, right?" Parking. Parking. People. People. Drunk people. The, Drunk. The, li- the lines at the bathrooms will be ridiculous. Yeah, because she's wow. a woman. Yeah. The male, the men's bathroom, no line. Yeah. No line. Just a bunch of sword fights, you know? No line. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so I don't know what she's going to do. But uh, Jeremiah invited me to go fishing. Did you guys hear this? Did you see I, that on the X? I, we were tagged in it. I saw it. I might have to go. Jeremiah, this isn't like some big ruse where you kill me and knock me off the boat like the talented Mr. Ripley or anything. I mean, it's interesting that one of us was invited, but he tagged all three. That's true. It felt it felt like an invite for you guys. Uh, hello, Jason. Chuck Knoll. Wasn't he oh, the coach, coach of the Steelers? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Chuck? Coach from beyond. Yeah. Um, Kristen, any concerts this uh, week? Uh, no, I'm on a little bit of a hiatus. I just got back from the beach. I was in French Lick. I'm ready to just like chill out for a Wait, little Wait, you bit. went to the beach and French Lick recently? 
Yeah, I went to French Lick like two weeks ago. And then yeah. last weekend, I went to Myrtle Beach. How was Myrtle Beach? It... <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> no, it was fine. It was fine. The sun was great. It was a really cheap vacation, like cheap weekend getaway. Um, I do think that I am maybe not quite the intended um, vacationer at Myrtle Beach, maybe. Oh, well, well can without... Uh, losing the <laughs> audience the audience <laughs> no, can no, you no. can you maybe explain what the audience might be well i just think that someone told me that they think it's very like pcb vibes like more like college town spring break and pcb panama city, panama city Beach. oh I, sorry sorry <laughs> sorry but oh. it's just like the vibe is a little more spring break and i'm not in college anymore that's so <laughs> that's good that's that's just... good uh dame you doing well what's happening with you not a whole lot kids went back to school this week so uh, i have an odd amount of silence in my house throughout the day which is hmm. nice not all that bad uh theodore uh young theodore had to it was a conditioning test last night hmm. for soccer for the season he had to run a mile in eight minutes he trained all summer long like legitimately mm-hmm uh, ran a six eleven. Nice, nice, strong. Yeah, yeah Mrs. Planner's very excited that she may have a runner on her hands. Uh, we have not talked about the show this week, guys. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, Kristen and I discussed that we have uh, ideas for weeks uh, at this point, so we just have to decide: uh, do we want to work in some of the? Uh, listener emails? Do we want to go all ideas that we came up with? Do we want to? bit of both let's do the hoa thing i think is interesting you know both sides of it hoa slash homeowner slash oh no no oh 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 no no no. sorry no homeowners insurance and auto insurance let's talk about that i think that's oddly of all the things that are uninteresting that is interesting Mm -hmm. okay but you know what i'm saying like it's an uninteresting topic but it's actually a very interesting segment Yeah. yeah Uh, I want to do the the rate of return thing just because it is just I could do it for I could the whole show could be me doing hypothetical hypothetical rates of return and I, it would be an appealing show. Yes, agreed. Um, Dame, what was your idea from last week that we didn't use that was good? We just ran out of time. Nobody knows. I, I don't know. Common idea for retirement due for a makeover was it that one? No, that was that was uh, Monday. I put that in. This is exciting, riveting content. For Let's do that email. Listeners. Let's do that email that came in. The big one, the from. Oh uh, yeah, the big one. Okay. Uh, by the way, shout out to Kristen once again for her master's degree. Matt wanted to uh, big flex on that. Thank you. Uh, big Rick Swink makes his way in, trying to claim that domestic beer I've promised him. Uh, <laughs> and Jeremiah says that we're all invited on the boat. Uh, there's just a, it just four is a lot of people on a boat. That's fine. We know the hierarchy there. It's fine. No, it's fine. And would it be amazing if I had to hurry through the show so I could go be somewhere with Jeremiah? (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny? (laughs) Yeah. What a twist. Didn't see that one coming. Let's start. Let's start with the the column, I think, actually, because there's some meat on that bone. I always feel like the first segment of the show has to be meaty because it's on the radio, you know, and it's like, oh, well, what what are we listening to? And then it's like, I like cheese. And it's like, I'm going to turn the radio, you know? Pete, there's been people that have listened to us for years that still don't know what they're listening to. Uh, that's fair. And I would also note we are back on LinkedIn again this week. 
Okay. Excellent. All right. Good to know. Uh, so polish up uh, your your resumes, everybody. Okay, here we go. Um, that has an unintended meaning, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, and like, if somebody if somebody little... saw us on LinkedIn, they're not hiring us. So polishing up the resume. Maybe. Not... Yeah, maybe maybe they'll come are. in and swoop in and be like, I need a guy in that sort of shirt to be in my company. True. Valid. What's wrong with a shirt? I love your shirt. Uh, I'm golfing this afternoon with some people from work, and I haven't golfed in like five years, so I'm wearing shorts to the office, and it is the talk of the office. It feels like I might get a note. I'm showing my legs to the audience. Right <laughs> that is that, is, is that a bad this shot? Is on, this is on LinkedIn, Pete. Oh, oh, God, I forgot. I forgot this is on LinkedIn. Oh, it. That was big Facebook content said. right there. What? <laughs> you just said we're streaming on LinkedIn. I know. But like, come on. <laughs> this stinks. Okay. I'm wearing the, I'm wearing the shirt in support of Pete playing golf. He not uh, played in years. And just in case they needed a fourth for their round today. I just, I just exposed myself on LinkedIn. I know. Not even a little bit. That was a lot. Well, <laughs> in three, two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner show. We answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us, ask Pete. It's one word. It's one word. Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. That's ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. And here's what will happen. We'll answer your question. Joining me, as always, are my co-hosts. One, his name's Kristen. Her last name begins with an A. We call her Kristen A. That's what everyone calls her. Kristen, hello. Hello. And Damien D. Good day. <laughs> I don't know what's happening <laughs> Just here. Just move on. Okay. So uh, I, in my Indianapolis Business Journal column this week, someone asked a question. It was a young 28-year-old man, a yonker, if you will. And he wanted to know, Kristen, what's the look? Nothing. Go ahead, please. Okay. We wanted to know what rate of return he should illustrate uh, when, he, when he projects his retirement balances and those sorts of things. And Dame, you know, this is... This is my Shangri-La, baby. I love this topic. If, if you've ever wanted to see somebody just get a giant smile on their face staring at a spreadsheet, this is your opportunity. If I you could have a love it. Webcam open when Pete is scrolling through this, it would be nonstop entertainment for the, everybody else. And I'm just going to start in the middle. Right? I'm going to start in the middle of the concept here because it is fascinating to me. Here's an idea, okay? Here is an idea that will blow your mind. If... You happen to look at the S&P 500 over the last 10 years. Dame, it has averaged. What's your guess? The last 10 years? Yeah. Uh, 11.5%. Christy. The over. Okay. It's 11.89. Okay. Now, this is where, this is where, <laughs> wee. <laughs> what? Okay. This is the, the, that's the last uh, 10 years. The yep. last 20 years. Christy. Um, I read your column, so oh, that's cheating. No, you both read my column. <laughs> 943. Okay, so it's 2% lower on the 10-year. And this is where I just lose my mind with excitement and glee. If you go back 10 years ago and then look at the 10-year average, it's 2.88%. And this is why when you are trying to project your retirement balances and you try to outsmart yourself. And Kristen, you were like, well, it's different this time. and The economy's <laughs> different. None of that matters because it, it, it's, it's just moving targets. So Kristen, I will just come out and ask, when you project your own long-term retirement account balances, what rate of return do you use to illustrate? 
Is it because I've talked you into that or is it because you are independently intelligent, much more so than me, and it just happens to validate my my theory? It's the latter, but if I'm being honest, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, but this is conservative when I use 8%. I don't think I'm quite as firm in that as the two of you are. I think you say 8%, this is great. I say 8%, but eh, it's probably going to be more than that. Dame? <laughs> I use between 6 and 8% when I, pr- when I project out. Jiminy Christmas, what? you don't even buy green bananas then, huh? Not not very optimistic. I just I want to make sure that it is ready for just about any situation. Eight, I think, is very reasonable. Six, if you get some pretty big events or maybe a bad sequence of returns as you're getting close to retirement, I think six might be closer. So I want to see how things look in what I think is average or accept, uh, expected situations to maybe not so great. Okay, so a part of this too is the aggregate projected weighted average based on what your allocation is, right? So Dame, if we're just talking the S&P 500 and you're 100% in this highly concentrated uh, uh, portfolio, you know, I gave you the percentages there, but, but how much are you taking into account the mix of other asset classes? Uh, pretty heavy. I, I, I try and make it look is re- reflective of how I'm invested or how I think I will be invested for that period of time. So I don't have something terribly skewed. It doesn't do me any good to illustrate a S&P 500 only return if I'm never going to be only S&P 500. It has to be representative. That's why we get into these discussions of benchmarks sometimes and how I think, uh, you know, when financial planners show their their reporting to the, the the clients of how they've performed, what are they comparing it to? If they're comparing it to a benchmark, what's that benchmark? And is it representative of the portfolio that's actually being illustrated there? Facebook live stream viewer Matt asked, Dame, do you project out inflation as well or is 68% not inflation adjusted? That's a good question. When I project out, I actually don't adjust for inflation. Really? I do that after the fact. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's usually just kind of lumped into uh, the the projections. I can toggle it on and off uh, w- with uh, various calculators I use usually. And so I'll look at it both ways, but I, I never ignore inflation. It has to be part of the consideration as you're going forward. Kristen, you're young and aggressive. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, know, I know. I'm sorry. What, uh, do you account for asset mix within your portfolio or is it just like a lumpy, eh, it's eight. Eh, eh, it's eight because I, I w- my follow up question to Dame was going to be how are you invested like eighty twenty yeah I, I, can you answer that Dame or is this like uh, can you give also a disclaimer before you answer it if you choose yeah. to answer it yeah so d- this is how my family and I invest based on our risk tolerance or our time horizon it is not necessarily what's appropriate for you we are probably ninety ten yeah and you're still at six to eight yeah. Okay, can I? Oh man, this is a, this is nine segments. This is the next three weeks of shows. Uh, for, uh, for, I got to get Andy's question in here real quick, and then Dame, I got to come back. I have more questions. Uh, uh, I still use three percent for inflation on mm-hmm. long term. Do you? Do both of you? Yep. Yeah. Kristen, what's your mix? Like ninety nine to one. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'm probably between the both of you, like between somewhere between. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Dame. This is interesting. So the mix, if you look at the historical, if you look at your mix and then the historical data, it would suggest 
eight is more appropriate, mm -hmm. right? So is the six, is the hedge on the six, is it like a catastrophic hedge? Is it more of, I don't like the direction of the way the capitalism is headed? Like what, what's, and again, you don't have to answer. I'm just curious. Is there a particular hedge that has you go, other than just prudence, that has you go, yeah, let me, let me take a look at six. Well, it's prudence. I mean, it's, you know, economics is the dismal science. And so I, I kind of dig into that and say, okay, let's pay attention and, and make sure that we are prepared for less than ideal returns long term. What's the downside of illustrating six? I save more and I, I get ahead of schedule. I, I just, I don't see the, the downside of saying, okay, here's what is reasonable. Here's what is very less than reasonable. And if I am motivated to do a, a little extra on that side of it, so be it. Wow, someone's oversensitive this morning. It's the that, shirt. It's that, a shirt. It's definitely a shirt. That statement right there accurately depicts why he uses six to eight. Because he's like, what's the worst thing that happened? I think that that answers the question for yeah. me as to why he uses six to eight. All right. So here's the other side of this. And, and I will speak for myself and you feel free to speak for yourself. Uh, I have met numerous people that if you ask them what rate of return they uh, not only shoot for, but plan on accounting for going forward, they'll, they'll lob 20% at me. They will wow. literally lob 20%. So I, I wanted to illustrate something here for a second. Let's say you put $100,000 away for 30 years and you didn't contribute anything mm -hmm. else. And, and at first, we take a look at uh, the 9.43% that the market has averaged over the last uh, 20 years. You end up with 1.49 million. And if you go to the 11.89% that we've actually gained in the last 10 years on average, you end up with 2.91, almost double because of a 2% difference. Now, this is where this gets really dumb. If you did the 20% thing, like people have tried to talk me into clients in the past, Kristen, $23.74 million is the output of that. And it's with that, we must collect ourselves, take a deep breath and come back with more of the Pete, the planner show car insurance. Why is it going up this year? That's because I got a new car. That's next on the Pete, the planner show. I'm Pete, the planner. What well, new to me, new to me, new, new to you. New to me. Man, the guy, when he was sold us the car, um, like this, the, you know, you're signing the deal. It's not the guy, but it's the guy that you have to go in and yeah. it's a finance guy, I guess, right? Yep. And, he, and he's like, he's got spiels, like funny little things he says, because uh, oh, we're signing this paper, blah, 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 blah. he's doing this thing and it's fine, right? I'm, I'm not bothered. But then he he's doing like the BMV paper form, the form to like transfer the title and do all mm -hmm. this stuff. And he's like, uh, you know, we traded in a 2008, by yeah. the way. And he's like, oh, well, here, you know, the $4 of excise tax you pay on this car. And then, and, uh, and it felt like a shot. Like it was like, yeah, we have a 2008. We're here to, to get a 2020. It just felt very. Is there, uh, is there any expectation that this vehicle makes it as long as your last vehicle? That's a great question. I think our goal is probably eight years, eight to nine years. I'd like to get 200,000 on it. We'll see. I don't know how much we're driving. Like mm -hmm. our life is changing so much right yeah. now with teens. Like, I don't know. I'm yeah. dropping kids off at the soda fountain. I, I don't I don't know what we're doing. Um, 
quickly between the break, can I call something out, Pete, and thank you for something? What? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, he doesn't get uh, this very often. Everybody pay attention. Uh, I well, will take... Yes, please go ahead. Well, last week, someone wrote us a really nice email, and you read it, or maybe the week before, who knows about time. <laughs> and we were just talking about how it's so nice to say like when you appreciate something. And I would just like to call out in the email that we just referenced in the segment, at the very end, you referenced a financial advisor and you used her. And I would just like to say that I noticed that and I really appreciated that. Well, thank you for noticing. When I write my columns and I reference financial advisors, (laughs) I have made the choice over the last five years or so, if I'm going to use a pronoun, I'm going to use the feminine pronoun. I am going to use she or her, and that's what I do. So thank you for noticing. The reason I do it is so that people can feel seen. So thank you. I would also like to say I'm glad that woman listens uh, instead of watches because that first segment or before that first segment, as you uh, showed your shorts, might have uh, caused her to fall off her treadmill. I feel like I got pretty good calves. Oh, we're on LinkedIn. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. No, but I mean, they're pretty. I don't know what you do with a calf. (laughs) You can (laughs) grow it to a cow. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Oh, my. Man. Um Sarah says, thank you. I think she assumes that I was going to show my calves. uh, (laughs) uh, Okay. Uh, What are we doing? Uh, Car insurance? Yeah. I mean, if you want to keep digging into numbers and and, and why we use them, and there were a couple couple other things that were were up there. I mean, we we can keep going into that if you want. (sighs) Yeah, let's pivot. Okay. Pivot. Dame, have you and um, Mrs. Advice made a list of where you ate your anniversary dinner over the several anniversaries that you have? No. No. <laughs> so Mrs. Planner and I have this running list of where we celebrate our anniversary. It's in my Evernote because, you know, I send her calendar invites. And um, I have 23 years worth of restaurants I'm looking at right now. It's sort of fun. And we try to go through them every year. It gives us something to talk about at dinner because... Mm-hmm. After 23 years, we've nothing to say to each other. So we just go over where we've eaten. <laughs> the uh, uh, the first four years of our marriage, my wife spent our anniversary uh, just as often with another man other than me. Mm-hmm. I am uncomfortable. She was uh, she was on, working on the road uh, for a very large accounting firm, oh. and she was just scheduled to be out of town. So we would have a nice phone call, uh, happy anniversary, and that was it. So I don't know where she ate. Nice. Dane would jump on Tinder and go get some hot dogs. You know, it's just like, no, no, <laughs> no is that no. inappropriate? Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're on <laughs> you guys, Mike, I did a ca- different caffeine move this morning. Oh, no. And it feels <laughs> like it hit. Good. Good. Mm. I don't know what's going to happen on the golf course. I'm going to have golf jokes. You're going to crash. <laughs> Are, do you, uh, okay. Uh, are what are you playing? Everybody's just playing their own ball today. Is it a scramble? What are, no, what like Lubs is really good. So I'm like, oh, he's on my team, and you other two knuckleheads, you're up against <laughs> us. I was gonna say, what's the chances you break 100 today? Uh, I don't know. I'll say this: I don't play the boss card very often. I really, really don't. But if I'm gonna be in a foursome with uh, the best golfer in our company, and uh, I'm gonna be on his team, <laughs> is, he, <laughs> is he a single digit? Uh, I think yeah, he's a scratch golfer. Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. That's all I've heard about. I get to watch him in action today. 
No pressure. Should we call Doug real quick on the air? And because uh, Bitcoin is approaching thirty thousand bucks, should we should we tease him a little bit, or is he? We we will get fined <laughs> if Doug comes on the show. Oh, you think oh, he will start getting <laughs> saucy? Well, he'll okay. make investment recommendations. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. I thought you were going to say he was going to no. say bad words. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. I, I'm more likely to do. Okay, let's do this. A show in three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. Kristen, we're going to talk about homeowner's insurance and auto insurance. There's this expectation that Dame shared with us that premiums are going to be going higher here soon. Did you know this before Dame shed that sort of light? I had read here and there about expecting increases in premiums. Admittedly, I thought that this would be more for areas that have had more frequent like natural disasters, so like coastal or maybe you live like out west. I didn't fully expect it to hit me here in Indiana where I feel like weather isn't that inclement, um, but it did. Before we go much further, can we just acknowledge and, and just send thoughts and prayers to the, the people of Maui? Like, I just like, what a nightmarish, awful scenario. I just, I don't want to go too deep into it because I just don't know anything other than to say, uh, yeah, I hope, hope everyone's okay and they can rebuild there. But Dame, is Kristen right? Is this, is this natural disaster driven, these increases in auto and home insurance? Um, some of them, yeah, absolutely. But if we think about what's happened over the last three years, I, homes really expensive to build right now cars hard to get your hands on some of them and if you've got one that needs to replace directly it may be really really expensive to get one of those so whether it's uh repairing cars that are in accidents replacing cars that are in accidents rebuilding homes from scratch uh, it is just getting more and more expensive for insurance companies to operate profitably and i'm not out here playing a violin for those situations but they've got to keep the lights on for their their customers and their employees and that means we're going to have to pay a little bit more yeah christian it is weird the way dame sort of set that up appropriately it, it it's weird to think there's another side to this and it's the desire and an honest need for an insurance company to actually stay in business right because on some level and of course, the lack of specifics make this for a terrible show. I, I read an article recently somewhere at some point about a company in some state that pulled out completely. And then the state insurance department's like, whoa, 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 you can't, you can't do that. But sometimes we don't consider that they've got business decisions too. Yeah. And I feel like I saw the same article and that's not helpful because <laughs> I don't have any additional context. But yeah, you're exactly right. There's another side to this. There's that profitability side. And I think when I know that I'm guilty of this and hopefully no one who knows me in real life is watching this because I'm about to throw some people under the bus. Well, can you I hold on a second? I want to I want to just spotlight your video then on the live stream. <laughs> I knew oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 please. No, go no. ahead. Well, I would just say that so here recently there was a hailstorm and a lot of people that I know made claims like on their homeowners insurance and it was like, "Oh, we're getting a new roof. Oh, we're getting new siding." And I'm like, "That's great. I'm happy for you, but then we can't turn around and be upset when premiums might increase next year." Drop a knowledge, Dame, that is true. The glee that someone has when they're like, "We had lima bean-sized hail mm -hmm. and now we get a new roof. That's it's, part of the issue. Yeah. I, I mean, people look at it. It's like, oh, I get a new roof. And I, 
I have to pay a fraction of, of what a new roof is going to cost anyway. And it's my chance to you know push that expense out another however many years. Great. I, it's fantastic. I, I'm glad that it's working out for you. But when you get that, that rate increase, like Kristen said, don't, you know, don't come crying to us. You can't go shop at somewhere else or maybe try and make sure that you're getting all the discounts that, that you're should be getting through your insurance carrier. But there are going to be consequences for making a claim, especially a claim of that size. I had the same thing. I had a roof replaced on my house and my barn a few years ago. <laughs> oh, I love barn <laughs> stories. And it was not cheap. And I, with the insurance company I was with at the time, zero out of pocket. It was just go replace it. It was fantastic because that was, I'll tell you how much it was off the air, but it was a lot. Why, why won't you tell us on the air? Don't tell us on the air. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> Kristen, you did bring up the point of, hey, if you do this, you actually are sticking it to yourself, but you're telling me you've never felt like really justified and motivated to file a claim because you've paid for insurance for hmm. years and years and years and years. I haven't paid for insurance for years and years and years and years. So, <laughs> so Wait, are you suggesting you're not a 45 year old man? <laughs> um, I, you guys, I'd really have to think about it. I don't think that I've filed an insurance claim. Okay. Car, auto or can you I knock mean, on some wood or something? Knock, knock. Okay. Well, I don't drive really. So it's true. Okay, so you've never filed a claim at all. I have not, no. Dan, let me tell you about the first claim that I ever filed. I was a freshman in college, home mm -hmm. for the holidays, maybe the summer. My red Pontiac Grand Am sat on Tanzel Court in Claremont, Indiana, as I rest my head, the head hair, on the pillow in my room. Overnight, activity took place, and when I awoke the next morning and walked to my car, all of the glass from my windows were broken out. My portfolio of CDs was stolen, <clears throat> along with my wallet and a bowling trophy. I mean, okay, I made that last part up, but it just seemed like it fit. Yeah, so then I had to file an insurance claim. I had checks in my wallet, and someone wrote three checks for pizzas the next week at different pizza places anyway thank goodness for insurance because that pie was on state farm you know what i mean was uh was the cd uh case the giant one that had yes. four and yep. yeah yes. all my cds I, i'm talking amazing compact discs Kristen, did you ever own cds or are you too young i did own cds i'm not that young did you ever own a cassette tape Yes. My first car had a cassette player in it, actually. Wow. Mm -hmm. Did you ever own a laser disc? I know. Okay. No. Dame, uh, I filed numerous claims over the years. Nothing egregious, but a, a lot. But I, I, I've been an adult for a long, long, long time. I assume you filed a bunch of claims. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there have been numerous claims uh, on both sides, uh, auto and homeowners at this point. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm an old pro at this. I know we're complaining about uh, these PNC coverage. I will say, though, the difference between being with a really good company and an average or below company, it, I, I, I'm coming. I believe it is worth the extra premium if, in, if in fact, it is extra premium. I, I do not view property casualty companies as a commodity. Damn, you made a face there. I couldn't tell if it was last night's dinner or you disagree. 
I have no idea why I made a face. I was maybe reading a comment. I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, all right. So do we still recommend shopping your coverage every few years or so once the loyalty discount sort of fades? Um, that depends. If uh, if you get great service and you're happy with your, your provider, uh, maybe your agent really goes out of its way for you and they're captive. It may be absolutely worth sticking around and paying a few extra bucks to that insurance company if you're not getting great service. You want to go shop it, shop it. But uh, I did read something recently where they suggest uh, you know sticking around for some longevity potential uh, rewards. I, this is the first I'd heard of it, so I'm, I'll probably look into seeing what uh, what that may be about. But yeah, Chris, while we're talking property and casual, we got a minute uh, left here in the show uh, for this episode for this segment. Oh my. Uh, umbra- 50 seconds. Uh, umbrella coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I know Dame and I are big fans. Um, and you are in a different stage of your life. Uh, umbrella coverage on the radar when you talk to your property and casualty agent? Um, for me personally, sure. no. No. <laughs> Dame, I, I assume you swear by them. Yeah, I got it. Just got that renewal uh, this week as well. And they've gone up in, in price also. You know what I would say about this uh, briefly, uh, umbrella coverage, it, it's an additional liability coverage. I think it is a very wise thing to do as your financial situation progresses. Every time I purchase one for the first time from a, whatever the company is that I'm starting up with, I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem. Throw it in there. And then the renewal comes, just like you said. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, that's more than I remember. <laughs> like it, It's yeah. like the <laughs> to keep going. It's like, oh, that's spicier than I than I. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, coming up after the break. An email from an actual emailer from askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's next on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. Anyway. We didn't say how much our coverages went up. Oh, yeah, who cares? Is it really that important? When it's double digits. Dame, did you reach? Never mind. I'll ask the number. I'll ask off the air. Can you uh, in Slack right yeah. now send Kristen and I the number? For the roof? Yeah. Roofs? Yeah. Roofs is roofs r o o v e s. I believe so. Like I don't think so. I think it's roofs. I have no idea. I'm not the person. Oh my lord! I didn't see it. Hi. (laughs) Oh hi, Poppy. (laughs) I wasn't expect. I was. I thought I was prepared. That's more than my first house. (laughs) It's almost more than my first house. Oh. Wow, I, I was a little bit behind you. That's a very significant portion of my current house. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the roof. Oh I know. And what, this is the thing. The roof on the barn's metal. What do I care if it's got dimples in it? Can I ask a dumb question? Well, that okay, I'm not as shocked. Dame down. Yeah, Matt Matt says his homeowner's insurance went down 6.1%. Wow. Sure. Send me that referral. Dame, <laughs> you have a barn. Mm-hmm. For a barn to be a barn, at any point, does an animal have to have lived in it? Like, what is? why isn't it just a big garage? It's a shop is what it is. Uh, technically, it's a shop, yeah. But it, re- it replaced a barn that's on, that's, it's on the old space that a, a legit barn was in that had a, a little milking room and, and all that. So A it, milking room? Yeah. For milking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? You had a milking room on property? I never, there weren't animals in it when we bought it. I wasn't out there milking anything. It just had one on it. Kristen, have you ever had a milking room? No, I have not. So, 
what other sorts of fun rooms did you have, Dame? Uh, there's another building on my property that I think was a summer kitchen at one point. A what? Summer kitchen. What, what era do you live in? A summer kitchen? Yeah, it was so when they would have to do all their their cooking, they didn't have air conditioning back then, and they wanted to try and keep the heat out of the house, and so they had little structures built very close to the house where they could go in and do the cooking and keep the heat out of the house. Is anyone else wondering who Kristen's giving side eye to right now? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm pulling up the question. Oh no, I thought you were just like looking at someone in your house, like I'm. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you had to look at your face, like I'm going to kill you if you don't leave this room right now. Oh, that's just my face. Oh, it's oh, uncomfortable now. <laughs> Isn't that just called an outdoor kitchen? What do you call a summer kitchen? I don't know. That's what it was explained to me as. So I just assume that's what the name was. In Carmel, to get an outdoor kitchen is a lot of money. Well, yeah. Get a milking room. Wow. Just for- I, I've, just, I've never heard the term milking room. You know? So I've just, I'm just okay. come to terms with it. Okay. Milking room. Am I off base on that, Krista? They're milking called a milking room. I know nothing. You know what? I don't want to Google that. Don't Google milking room. Uh, Matt, my roughly my umbrella, I think was probably right about the same. Uh, Milking parlor room, whatever. Parlor's just a fancy room. Okay, so Andy, fancy room. Probably the (laughs) listener of the year in 2023. Um. Says it's called a milking parlor. She's that I've heard of. Yeah, she's you know, not wrong. I, that sounds creepy. Like if you invited someone to your milking parlor, why would you do that? Let's say, Kristen, <laughs> let's say I sent you a handwritten note in the mail. <laughs> or let's say I FedExed it overnight and you okay. rip off the little zippy thing, you reach in, it's a handwritten note, it's got my stationery, and it says from the desk of Pete the Planner. When to come over to my milking parlor? Like, it's creepy. <laughs> it's a little creepy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you're not in agriculture. I, if, if you grew up on a farm and you had cows, that's just part of the daily routine. I think it's. I think you just lost some of our audience, Dane, by calling okay. farmers, farmers creepy. <laughs> I, I think what you just did was called farmers creepy. Okay. Um, you know, I will say this, this, this show is for farmersonly.com. Okay, here we go. What's the next segment? <clears throat> the email. The caffeine is hitting the email. The email. Oh, the email. Do you have it pulled up? Nope. Okay. I don't know which email, but I just, one of them's over here. <laughs> An email. That's great. Uh, how many are there? Oh, there's one. Mm. <laughs> I like the first one. <laughs> I like the short one. Okay. Do that one. I, I want to do the first one because it's the okay. world's shortest email. That's true. Uh, the, the the one from uh, okay, yeah, go for it. Go for it. There's some great writing in the other ones. We we have to get to those eventually, but the the short one's fine. Anyway, uh, do we want to do the second one? No, just do the first one. You love the first one. You, you will be passionate. And your caffeine will assist on this. for those like a, as a big part of Matt's PNC. Uh, parade uh his his homeowners went down his umbrella went up and his auto policy re- remained unchanged thank you Matt. a net neutral event for Man. Matt. yeah i'm not suggesting overshared <laughs> i'm just kidding okay in three t- uh one back on the pete the planner show dame got the world's shortest email uh, and i want to share it with you now please jesus wept 
No, I'm just kidding. That's the shortest verse. That's the we are on the radio. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, is it there's weird? More. Is that no? That, I mean, there's more, but I'm saying, like, Kristen, if you're writing an email to someone, hello, comma, that's it. I use an exclamation point usually, but yeah. I'll go, hey, boo, and then I'll put an exclamation point. I'm I'm a big fan of hey's, hey, whoever. I don't know why, but I do hey too. I think it's I, like approachable, especially when hey money was a thing. I, I oh, all of those emails funny. started hey something. That's no, great. I'm... That's smart. Um, hello. I'm recently divorced. I have no retirement. I make $64,000 annually. I have no debt. I just turned 58. I have very simple sentence structure. Thoughts? Please let me know, Kim. I added the sentence structure thing. Okay, so let's go through the email again. Divorced? Yep. No retirement? Yep. 64 grand a year? Yep. Divorce? No debt. Just turned 58. Okay. I have lots of thoughts. Same. First, let's begin with um, if the person she got divorced from does not remarry and she does not remarry. And this, and I don't want to assume, but in the, uh, in the event that her ex or Kim is also sort of, sort of an androgynous yep. name. So Kim could be a man or a woman, yep. uh, the, the spouse uh, made more money than you could actually claim the spousal social security benefit. Right, Dame? Yeah. Yeah. You would be eligible assuming you meet uh, the qualifications, which is married at least two years. Is that right, Kristen? I think uh, for to be eligible for spousal. Yes, but I'm, I'm behind in our group book, so I could be wrong about that. <laughs> uh, there, there are some stipulations to be able to claim spousal, spousal social security. Uh, I'm going to assume that that's on the table here. So there, there is possibility of having a, a, a social security benefit potentially uh, that, that would eclipse what you may earn. Uh, and that's, I mean, there's, I mean, how long have they been, has, has Kim been working? Uh, there's, there's just so many different things here. The, the thing that I'm, if there's something to be most excited about, it's the no debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I look at this and if I tried to break it down to the simplest level, I say to myself, she makes $64,000 now. What of that does she actually live on? Like what is her dependency mm-hmm. on that? Then I say at retirement age, whenever she chooses to take social security for that matter, whether she takes that spousal amount or her own or his own again, it can, I, know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, then what's the difference between what that fixed income is versus what she's dependent on or he. And in that case, that's the, that's the only, that's the only factor. That's the only thing you're trying to figure out if that's possible. Right. I mean, if you, we, if we really distilled it down, isn't it the gap between her current dependency and that fixed mm-hmm. social security amount? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really the two cards we're looking at here. How much do you need and how much are you going to get? And then how do we fill that gap? Because it's unlikely that that uh, even though m- Kim has a greater likelihood of having mo- a higher percentage of her the income she needs covered by Social Security, since it's, uh, it's, it's how Social Security is is structured on <laughs> you get ninety some percent of the first whatever, and then it it, it tails off. So Kim will get a higher percentage of her income that she's living on back through social security. And so there might be a smaller amount that needs to be bridged in her circumstance, their circumstance 
uh, and it, it might be relatively um, easy to do that, but uh, there's likely going to need to be some extra income and maybe a part-time gig in retirement. Yeah, Kristen, we have to make assumptions to answer this. So let's also assume that she got the house on the divorce and that mm-hmm. that there's no mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking there's two hiccups when the two of you were talking through like best case scenario, what's going to happen, bridging the gap. The two hiccups are... I know in our work, sometimes when people say they don't have any debt, they're like, oh, but I have a mortgage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, I just, I don't want to assume that when we're like talking about all scenarios here. The other thing is depending on age, depending on what family is around, um, health status, et cetera, long-term care um, expenses, I think are one of the things that uh, derail a plan that could come together here. So those would be my two, Hey, let's like pump the brakes and look at these two things. Can I respectfully disagree? Yeah. Okay. Dame, help me out. I mean, in long-term care for someone who is single with no assets, they're just going to go on Medicaid quickly anyway. Right? Yeah. yeah there's nothing. Uh, I mean, there, there's no reason for that in this this particular case. I mean, if you want to have more control potentially over your circumstances and your care, sure, go for it. But uh, in this case, long-term care is uh, something that'd be pretty far down the list it, it, to be funded, in my opinion. I, see, I, I don't want to say I love situations like this because I don't mean that. I, I th- I'm fascinated that at 58 years old with no money, no debt, and an eye on imminent retirement, sure. that this is a feasible, workable situation. Like I love that this is very, very, very doable. Uh, there is a chance for small missteps, but Dame, I, I've seen this work a lot. Can I throw another potential wrinkle into that? Sure. What if there's no house? What if there's rent? Mm. Well, then, then it actually, I think then you get back down to what is the social security amount going to be and making sure you begin to live at a lifestyle where the rent payment doesn't take up too much of that. Because there's a house is still going to have um, taxes and insurance each yeah, and every year. So sure. there, there's still a payment there. Uh, so I guess it's not a, a clean slate, but I, I'm, I have a sneaking suspicion there's rent. I'm hopeful for this situation. Like, you know, it, 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 I look, I've never been in the situation. Uh, I've, I've helped with these, but I've never personally been in it. It, it probably feels dark. Sure. Probably feels scary. But I think if you keep your head and you realize that really your late fifties from a lifestyle perspective or an opportunity to create this lifestyle glide path that'll work into retirement. If you, if you keep that proper perspective, but I guess coming off of a a divorce in this situation, again, probably a lot of emotions going on and probably coming to terms with what her new finances might look like. And that, that period of time probably takes some time. Kristen, I got to assume that period of time would take some time. Yeah, I think that's fair. And as a result of that, maybe, in, or maybe in conjunction with that, rather, I think this emailer 
should prepare to work maybe a little bit longer. I think that that's part of this equation too, is you might feel like people around you, people that have been part of your life are are really preparing to enter retirement, especially if this is a recent divorce. And then it might be best now to come to terms with, Hey, I might need to work a little bit longer than those around me. And that's okay. You know, I, can I say that might be the best point made on this show this year? Like that, that is a brilliant point because if you go in with a preconceived notion of, oh, I was going to retire at 66 mm -hmm. or whatever, yeah. by by just letting off the release valve to say, you know what, let's just work backward off of 70. It takes so much pressure off of you. And those four additional years can hopefully have the rubber meet the road, which is the income to meet the expenses. Yeah. If, if, Kim has the opportunity to establish an emergency fund. That, that's that's key. I think we've got to have a little bit of cash sitting aside for for retirement eventually, and and the time in between now and retirement. Work plan on work until seventy. Uh, take that pressure off of yourself. Hire Social Security benefit, and if you can figure out how to get some money into a retirement account as well, give yourself a little bit of advantage there too. You might actually be in better shape than you thought, or than it feels like you are right now. Kim, thanks for emailing. If you want to send back any other details to us, please let us know. Of course, I never know if people email this inbox via the column or the radio show yeah. or the podcast or the LinkedIn live stream. Um, <laughs> but send us more details if you like, Kim. Kim, you can do this. As Big Rick Swink says, you got this, Kim. Coming up after the break, biggest waste of money of the week, the news and the start of the Premier League season this weekend with one major wrench in the spokes. That's next on Pete the Planner. Oh, I probably should have said that. I want to talk about it a lot. Um, and we probably would do that during a break, but oh, it's so disappointing. Do you know what I'm going to say, Dame? It's no idea. news as of Wait, today. Sorry. Oh, boy. Might as well save it for the next segment. Uh, we'll Preempting the news. Breaking news. Yeah, we will break the news. Wrench and spokes. <laughs> Wrench and spokes. Um, and the lorry. There's a, the, we've crashed the lorry. Bugger. I don't think you can say that. Uh, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, my email inbox went from five emails to 18 in the last 50 minutes. So it's either spam holiday or LinkedIn. world is imploding. Yeah, you made an impression on LinkedIn. You're getting noticed. <laughs> You're getting you appeared in searches. <laughs> oh, man. Oh man. You can always tell if you appear in a search the next week, your your DM is gonna be like, I noticed that we have lots in common. It's like, I don't know. Do you uh, do you do you think Ben was rethinking that recommendation to put it on LinkedIn uh during that that pre first segment piece that you were doing there? It's quite possible. Don't <laughs> <laughs> show my legs on the live stream. LinkedIn, look at those calves. What? Sorry. I can't believe I'm that flexible. I'm impressed. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, let's go. I don't know what your caffeine did, what you did this morning, but do it again next week. Uh, not next week. You know, I'm off the Miguel because it just was, it was too much. I feel like I was going to explode. <laughs> do we, uh, do we want to announce next week before we forget? Oh, we're not doing a show. You said we weren't. Okay. Yeah. We're not doing a show. Yeah. Because uh, we, we have the company event on Friday and your schedule on Thursday. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. You'll have to watch Taylor Swift YouTube videos or something. 
What? You could could have just left it on scheduled and then put a, a little screen that came up and said we've been suspended for one week and just, yeah. just let the regular viewers <laughs> make their own comments. Okay, let's do the show in three, two, one. This week's biggest waste of money of the week, right here on the Pete the Planner show, is <laughs> I lost my breath. Stanley Kubrick's The Shining limited edition. The Shining is a cinematic masterpiece. One of the most ardent fans of the films happens to be a talented filmmaker himself, Academy Award-winning director Lee Unkrich. Over the course of 12 years, he met with many of the living members of the cast and crew. The rest were killed on set. I made that part up. As well as director Stanley Kubrick's family and amassed a wealth of stories, knowledge, photos, and ephemera. Oh. They're all brought together in Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. The three-volume collection was designed by Eminem Paris with text from best-selling author J.W. Rensler and a foreword by Steven Spielberg, containing hundreds of unseen photos and other materials, including a facsimile of the scrapbook seen on Jack's writing desk that played a key role in a deleted scene. It's a must-read for fans of the film, director, or just cinema in general. Uh, so, Kristen, have you ever... <laughs> Have you ever seen The Shining? No. Of course you haven't. Uh, what do you think the limited edition of The Shining costs? Is this just one or can like multiple people buy this? There are uh, a, a limited number, but um, a thousand. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hate this game so much. $700. Okay, $700. Uh, Dame, uh, you have seen The Shining. No, I haven't watched it either. Really? No. Uh, it's worth a it's worth a gander. Uh, what would you say is the answer? Uh, until you told me there were only a thousand of them, I was gonna make the joke. I'm can't wait to pick this up for five dollars at a garage sale in ten years. But uh, ha 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 ha. Yeah. Thanks. No, 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 no. It's actually would been true. Yeah. These are the things that end up in half price books. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. It's it, whatever it is. It's too much. Uh, and I'll I'll say two hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, Kristen wins. Kristen really? wins. Well, I mean, uh, $1,500, $1,500 American dollars. Dane, before we get to the news this week, I have breaking news out of the English Premier League. Oh, my, oh my gosh. My team, my club, mm. Tottenham Hotspur, mm -hmm. the best player in team history mm -hmm. is leaving the club. No. The club today. Really? To go play for Bayern Munich. Harry Kane. Harry Wait, is, Kane. That, is that a real name? Yes, it's not a film star. Harry <laughs> Kane has left the Tottenham Hotspur. I'm devastated. I sat in Harry Kane's locker in April of this year at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. And I'm very upset about it. And the first game is this weekend. And... Oh, okay. Sorry. I mean... Are, are we talking relegation at this point? Don't, don't, don't you. Do this. <laughs> By the way, don't you, that was cruel. That, that actually stunk, Dame. However, I am also equally as proud of you for understanding relegation. <laughs> so it's with that, what is in the news this week? As Americans increasingly lean on credit to make ends meet, new reports show signs of potential problems ahead. Total credit card debt surpassed $1 trillion for the first time ever, the New York Federal Reserve reported Tuesday. 
credit card balances are up almost 20% from a year ago, according to a separate quarterly credit industry insight report from TransUnion. The average balance per consumer rose to, guessing game time, kids. Kristen, what is the average balance per customer? That's tough because it's by line of credit, isn't it? I don't know. I didn't look into the fine details. Of course not. (laughs) Um, We'll call it 6,500. Pete, I'm taking the over. I'm going to go $17,000. The highest in 10 years. Not only are balances higher, but more cardholders are also carrying debt from month to month. According to another bank rate report of those carrying card balances, 60% have been in debt for at least a year. Kristen, student loan payments are picking up very soon. I don't think credit card balances are going to go down. What's your opinion? Yeah, I don't think so either. But then I also think back to the first segment that we talked about, about how like the S&P is returning more than it ever has. And I'm not, I haven't looked at an article like this or I haven't seen one that compares our collective almost like net worth. So returns are higher, 401k balances are higher, credit card balances are higher. I don't know. I'm curious about the net effect. Yeah. You know, I, I keep thinking here, Dame and Kristen, is isn't this feels like the the biggest buy uh, this is a byproduct of high interest rates to me. Mm-hmm. Is that the, the, the interest payments start swelling and you can't keep up with them anymore that you used to. I think that's as much as it is as consumerism saying this is might be a student loan type crisis in the credit card industry i didn't say that but that's interesting um okay not to pivot but let's pivot for a half second kristen can you imagine a world in which an administration would come in and say we're gonna wipe out credit card debt is that a thing (laughs) wow well i'm not suggesting they should are you sure you just took caffeine this morning (laughs) Dave's, Dave's making me laugh. Um, he, no, but I'm just like, how far are we removed from that? I mean, I hope that none of us are around for a conversation like that. But I hope we're dead too. I well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope we're all dead by then. Yeah, Dame. So on this show, we have collectively agreed that the worst rule, actually the worst thing that isn't a rule in Congress is the insider trading law, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. the constant insider trading, it's completely unfair and it's really frustrating. How do we feel about the Supreme court justices accepting gifts? Do we, do we have a collective view as a show? Yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of that either. I'm not either. Yeah. I mean, come on. And it's, it's not just the other party's justices. If, if you're choosing to look at the Supreme court that way, it's, it's, that's not it. It's across the board. I know it's so here's, here's again, we, we said this on the show the last time we talked about the Congress thing, we all agree. Everyone in the world, ever in the United States agrees that Congress should not do an insider trade. We are united as a people (laughs) to get rid of that. And then we are united as a people to not have Supreme Court justices take gratuity or whatever you want to call it. Like, we agree, all of us. Yes. And yeah. then they, they pass around the uh, the gift of being able to write a bill and present it on 
you know, banning that amongst different representatives each and every year. And then it goes absolutely nowhere. That way they can all say, hey, I'm totally against this. We just never got to vote on it. It's it's a big game. You You know, it's weird. It's like it's one thing to like disagree with the Supreme Court's ruling because you just see it differently. Right. And like I'm sure sometimes it sucks, but you're kind of used to that. Right. But the idea that that policy or, or rulings are are influenced by who paid for their lifestyle that that does not sit well. That one's no good. Yeah. Just justices don't make all that much money. I mean, they got to live, Pete. <laughs> you know what? The weird thing is here uh, that uh, that actually uh, was a quote from about twenty years ago. Um, <laughs> good callback. I, I, here's the weird thing: um, if we we take we extend this to Congress. That's just being lobbied. Mm-hmm. Like we're actually okay with that, right? <laughs> I mean, to some point, we would prefer. I think I think most of us would prefer that uh, lobbying and corporate interests didn't play such a big role in the lawmaking in our country. But it's it does. We're not, but we're we, not getting away from it anytime soon. Yeah. So we've accepted that. I I would have less problem if 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 the Supreme Court. Could insider trade like because they're not privy to all of the the, the lawmaking. I mean, what look, if I've, I've seen an after school special on government? I understand all this really. Oh well. my! What if uh, what if the justices just came out with logos on their robes from now on? Of like, that's who they're talking about. Yeah, and they're all go. like they're all like sponsored uh, bar, by Barstool yeah. Casino. There you go. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I think we've done enough here today. <laughs> I'm going to go play some golf. <laughs> what am I doing? Okay. Thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Uh, Dame, uh, uh, Kristen, thank you for your contributions. And listen, that's all we have time for. Send you good vibes. Good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pedro de Pesos. Adios, mi amigos. It was Spanish. Cedar si. of money. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Bueno. Oh. Oh. Kristen, congrats on your Duolingo streak. Three hundred days. Thank you. I still know basically no Spanish, but that's okay. Dave, have you have not you have not been on the show with us when we've openly talked about Kristen's master's degree? Have you? Because I feel like you were out when we talked about it. I think we mentioned it, but we didn't go into depth on it. What did she make you call her now? Like, do you have to call her something <laughs> special? No. No. Do you have a, no. leave your letters behind your name now? I mean, I guess technically I could, but... Can you change your Slack name? With it it, like comma MS? No. <laughs> <Yes>. No. <laughs> I will not be doing that. Um, I had an uncomfortable moment this week. Just one? Um, <laughs> that's fair. A very uncomfortable moment? Okay. Oh, okay. Go on. So I presented... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> LinkedIn. I know. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> the truth. Never mind. Here, here was the output. We dug up my college transcript around the office here and started making guesses on what we believed my graduating GPA was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to play a little game of yeah, how's sure. this dummy gotten this far? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who? Uh, Kristen, okay. you want to go first or second? I, I want to because I don't want Kristen okay. to feel like she's going to insult me. She uh, has the she has the honor. She can choose. Is she okay. uh, first or second? Uh, yeah. Um, I would like to go second, but I have one question that influences my guess. Okay. You don't have to answer it though. Uh, I'll do it. You um, cannot. You can't take the over or under. You have to guess a number. 
Okay, that's fine. I will okay. go second. My only question, like I said, that heavily influences what I'm going to say is, were you ever on academic probation? <laughs> not not officially. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, just maybe okay. my dad trying to okay. kill me. Uh, no, no. I started slow my freshman year. I'll say that. My, my first semester. Okay. Um, you know, but nothing, you know, it wasn't catastrophic. Okay. Okay. Kristen. I said, Dame, I'm going second. Oh, Kristen, call on Dame. Dame. <laughs> uh, two seven. Okay. Kristen. I feel like he's making it seem like it's really bad and it's not as bad as I think. So I'm going to go two eight nine. Ooh, two eight oh six, two eight oh six. Started with a two three first semester of my freshman year. I got a D in physics, nice. which will mess you up. Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, my wife graduated magna cum laude, and then has questioned the last twenty three years of her life. Yeah, and she uh, she got the bad score somewhere else. I'm not I'm not sure what it, I haven't found it yet. But I will note, Dame, um, Dame, you were a better student than that, Dame. You had to have been a better student than that. Um, in my major, absolutely. I think my overall GPA was like 296. Yeah, and Kristen, I, I mean, I don't know. Even she was like four, just stupid. two. No, I four wasn't. Two. Oh, I really shot. Wasn't. Come on. <clears throat> I will share my college transcript with the two of you off the air. Wow. Why do you feel that you're so young yet that it matters? Is that the thing? <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's just that I had a small identity crisis as a freshman. Sure. Um, definitely thought that I wanted to major in something different. And when I got to class and hated it, I was just like, I'm not doing this. And just like, didn't go to class. I didn't know they had hip hop dance at Purdue. Ha ha. Mm. Will you say what that major was? Um, well, I was in Craner and I was at Purdue, and I was going to major in accounting, and I hated accounting one hundred and one. Wow. I was like, "This is the worst." <laughs> and I had taken like all these personality tests, like, "This is what I'm going to do with my life. This is awesome." So then, when you get there and you're like, "I don't want to do this forever," I I had a huge identity crisis. I just wanted that really uncomfortable silence. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. I was vulnerable. You made me feel uncomfortable. Perfect end of the show. No, you know what? I My first accounting class, I felt exactly the same, Kristen. I was like, oh, accounting. And then it was like, yeah. oh, Lord. No. Um, Should right, we I'm get Mrs. I'm, advice on uh, talking about her first accounting class? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm being summoned to the lobby right now. Um, no. So I don't know what's about to happen. I'm either going to get fired or someone's mm -hmm. going to share some news with me. So anyway, um, that's it. Stay getting money. <laughs>